Welcome to another episode of The Crowded Booth. I'm Bryce Kuhn, and this time I'm alongside Trent Griner. And if you tell by the hat, it's a special event here as we're talking about the PBR World Finals that kick off tonight around 7 Eastern on CBS Sports. And Trent, it's going to be a fun one. But if they're going to want to watch this alongside this, you're going to have to watch it on YouTube, Facebook. If you want to listen to the car, maybe maybe you're watching on your phone in the car, probably shouldn't be. You can listen to this in the car on iTunes or SoundCloud as well. We want to thank you for tuning in once again. Um, we're going to get started here. Moe's Barbecue, great place. Trent, you and I have had a lot of conversations here. I've eaten here a bunch of times. Just really good food. A lot of TVs if you want to watch whatever kind of sports you're watching. Oh, yeah. uh, but Trent, as we jump in here, PBR World Finals. First of all, give a background of what exactly is the PBR and how did it come to be. A lot of lot of our audi audience, a lot of the viewers, not necessarily familiar with bull riding in the uh, professional realm. But give a little explanation of what does it mean and um, how really important it is. Yeah, so bull riding has been around for decades, um, been around for a really long time, but it's always been a part of rodeo. Um, but in 1992, Jerome Davis and... 18, 19 other guys were in a hotel room in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, they were on kind of the rodeo trail, and they decided, you know, why can't bull riding be its own sport? You know, we've always been a part of rodeo. Why couldn't we be a standalone sport like football or basketball or baseball? And so they all pitched in $1,000, and so with $20,000, the professional bull riders was started, and uh, since then, it's kind of grown and morphed, and, you know, today, it's, it's one of the fastest-growing sports. Uh, the audience is even more mainstream than you might expect. Um, and that's it's really grown quite quickly and now that we're at the finals so the finals conclude sort of the bull riding season for the year um, and it is the culminating event of the year it's almost like the super bowl it's like the world series of bull riding um, it is a chance for guys who are pretty close to the top to overtake the leader and win a world championship uh, it's it's another time another event for guys to just make some more money uh, and kind of put their name out there a little more and get some more riding uh, done and it is it's it's a massive event you know, that's taking place from the 7th through the 11th this year in Las Vegas at the Thomas and Mac Arena, and it is, uh, it's the biggest thing in bull riding all year. Yes, yeah, it's the Super Bowl of, of exactly. bull riding. For, for to say. And one thing is a person who you know, has not followed bull riding my entire life, to be able to see, I mean, it's also gotten picked up by major networks. Of course, this weekend, I mean, or this whole week and into the weekend on Sunday, it's going to be on CBS Sports, which is no, no small network, and that's huge and, and really awesome to see. You know, different sports, not, not just the mainstream football, basketball, baseball, and, and hockey, the major four. Uh, you talked about that. What do you think has been one of the leading factors in it growing as fast as it has? I think something that's helped it grow is the fact that people have sort of realized that these aren't just a bunch of, you know, backwoods boys that are jumping on bulls and just kind of, you know, this ragtag group of guys are just doing this for fun. People are starting to realize these are actual athletes, yeah. the bulls and the riders. Uh, and when they're realizing that there's, you know, it's one of the biggest adrenaline rushes you can get to both see and to be on a bull. Uh, yeah. But watching a, a, you know, a man who most of these guys are around 5'6", five, 5'7", five, 140-ish pounds. And so you see a guy that size on the back of a 2,000-pound bull and they battle it out for eight seconds. I mean, it's man versus beast. And that draws viewers once they realize yeah. that it's not just sort of some backcountry thing. It's it's a real professional sport yeah. with guys putting their lives on the line every time they climb on a bull. Yeah, I know we've talked a bunch of times about different different riders, and you're always like, yeah, that guy's 90% metal at this point, and yeah. just at what risk they put their bodies. Talk about some of the risks that involve that. We've, we've talked to, you know, uh, just you and I before the show, talked football is a very dangerous sport and all the so, things that happen today. but. It's different. It's a whole different level, you know, as you learn more about it. What is one some of those dangerous things that you've seen happen um, on, you know, in the arena and just different things that have happened 
in bull riding that maybe separates it in a different caliber of uh, difficulty. Definitely. Well, um, you know, I've the worst thing that can happen really in a bull ride, one of the worst things is if you get hung up. And what we mean by that when we get hung up is you're, you're really the only thing keeping you on the back of the bull is a rope and that rope's wrapped around our hands a couple of times. Um, and if your hand gets stuck in it and gets caught, you get what we call hung up. And at that point, you know, you see guys getting sort of spun up in the air around the bull. He's getting stomped on. That's I got my worst injury in bull riding that way. I got hung up and he the bull stomped my right knee. and. He gave it to me, um, and that's the you know really getting hung up's the worst. Uh, but you know, it's not it's pretty often you'll see guys go down and the bull may turn on him and while he's trying to run away, may horn him and catch him a little bit and throw him and you know that's really where the bullfighters come in. If it wasn't for bullfighters, it'd be a lot more of us dead and hurt than we are because uh, those guys put their lives on the line every time for us. Um, so those bullfighters and you'll see it in the PBR World Finals. The three guys out there, Frank and, and Shorty and Jesse, are just the the pinnacle of, of you know cowboy a protection. lot more important than people may exactly. say oh there's those guys on tv oh, you yeah. know they're, they're huge and so i think you know they save our butts a lot from getting hurt but you know yeah you see a lot of and I, dr freeman who's the sort of the team physician for the pbr uh talks a lot about it you see almost sort of like car crash style wounds mm -hmm. in you know professional bull riding where you see a lot of broken bones you see a lot of concussions um, you see a lot of uh, torn ligaments because the force that's involved in that is huge. I mean, you know, it's not just one man and another man. This is 2,000 pounds that we can't control. Yeah. And when it if it stomps on you, it's going to get you. Uh, you know, I think most people that know me know I'm a big J.B. Mooney fan. The first you know professional ride J.B. Mooney ever had, that bull stomped him. It broke all the ribs on his right side and lacerated his liver. Um, so you get some pretty traumatic injuries off the board. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a tall task to, to go in and continue. And you, we talked about a lot of, you are telling me, a, a specific rider this weekend is going in with a torn MCL. A torn MCL is even in football. And this is no shame to football players. Some of the toughest guys out there. But that's going to keep you out four to six weeks. And these guys get back on it yeah. and continue to go. And I think that's um, just speaks volumes about the toughness of the sport and the reality of what they're doing. And, and they make pretty good money doing it too, and, and obvious reasons why laying their body on the line is we're going to transition into kind of a preview of what we're going to see Wednesday through Sunday. But first, Trent, talk about Moe's Barbecue. We're here in Rome, Georgia, fairly new place here in Rome, Georgia, obviously a chain restaurant, but um, it's a good place to come and get some food, some wings, um, and watch sports. I mean, it's, it's a good place to hang out in Rome, and I've enjoyed it. I know we've come a couple times. It's been a fun, fun time, and um, man, Underrated wings, Absolutely. some underrated wings. That's incredible smoke. You get wings. you hear Moe's Rachel. Oh, they're good barbecue, really good barbecue. But they got some great wings. Oh, so if you live in the Rome area, if you got a Moe's barbecue around you, I encourage you to really go out. Um, some good owned by some good people, uh, great food, and just a really cool atmosphere. Uh, I know we've said multiple times on our show they got about six or seven TVs in here with a variety of different things on. And especially on a Saturday afternoon in the fall, you got everything from basketball, football, anything. Hopefully tonight, PBR World Finals will be on tonight, so it'll be exciting. But as we transition into, okay, exactly what's the event now? You talk about it's the culmination, the Super Bowl of bull riding. You look at this, what are some storylines coming in that you think people should know of? Uh, the first one, and the one that I think is, is possibly the biggest story to ever happen in bull riding, honestly, uh, Chase Outlaw. Um, it, I believe it was July 23rd. 
Um, but I know it was during Cheyenne Frontier days. Uh, he was on the back of a bull, and unfortunately, it's a pretty common injury that happens with bull riders is because you're trying to stay sort of over the front end of the bull. Sometimes guys will get caught sort of leaning that way. The back of the bull's head will hit the front of your head and knock you out. Yeah. Uh, Chase caught the bad end and uh, ended up getting in like 30 plus facial fractures. Um, they had like people. 10, that's that's 30. Let's say that again. 30, 30 plus facial, facial fractures. fractures. I mean, that's just not something that you pop right back up from. No. Yes. He got he got busted up. Um, but he, uh, he had several surgeries on that and um, he went from, at the time, he was 76th in the world. When he got back and started riding again to now, he's number 22 in the world. Uh, so the jump there is, is insane. Um, that's almost an unprecedented jump in terms of world positioning and ranking. Uh, but Chase has a whole lot of try in him. Um, you you can't keep him down. He's a guy that's coming after it. Um, you know, and he won the Velocity Tour uh, Finals event uh, and got kind of gave him the, the earned him the right to get into the World Finals. Um, and I'm telling you, he's gunning for it. And he has been on a hot streak that we haven't seen. Uh, and so I think going into the finals, Chase Outlaw, he's really he's my one to watch to win the event. Now to make it clear. You can win the event and not be the world champion. Yes. Uh, so just winning the event doesn't make you the world champion. You can, and the world champion might not win the event itself. It's all about points at the end of the of the season. Almost kind of like NASCAR. It's, yeah, very similar to NASCAR. NASCAR. All points based. Yeah. Uh, so I would really look for Chase to do that because he has been on a hot streak. But to come back from, I mean, he missed the first six months of the season where he was out for his third reconstructive so shoulder surgery. Uh, guy's been battling injury like most everybody in yeah. the sport. Everybody. He's hurting in some way. They're all battling some injury, but to come back from six months like that, to have that catastrophic, uh, you know, injury to, to do like what he did and come back from that, yeah. and you know, you see a difference in his riding. He used to not ride with a helmet on. He's got a really nice new hundred X <laughs> helmet, um, but he's uh, he's handling business and he's really showing that the bull rider's got a lot of toughness, got a lot of try in him, and if you get back on it, I mean, he's getting after it. It's impressive to watch, and that's impressive to see. I mean not only the fact of just the jump in positioning and ranking, but the fact that he came back. I mean, July, that was four months ago, and now he's positioning position himself one of the hottest bull riders right now um, in the whole circuit. And so I think that's awesome, not only the toughness aspect, but he's got a legitimate shot to win this, like you said. He really and, could. Um, that's going to be awesome. You talked also about the bulls are athletes too. What are some big-time bulls that are going to be in this event? So your top three bulls in the world right now, you're looking at Pearl Harbor, uh, you look at Sweet Pros Bruiser, and um, really those two are actually the, the ones you really look for. Um, there's there's a couple up top that are good, but really those two are kind of battling out for the top two. Um, you know, Pearl Harbor is yet to be ridden this season. He's got a 100% buck off streak. I mean, JB's ridden him a time or two and really given him a run for his money, but I mean, Pearl Harbor's impressive. Um, and, you know, Bruiser is. He's consistently one of the best bulls in the world. I mean, he's just, he's right there. So he's been ridden, I want to say it was three times uh, this season. Uh, they're the two bulls to really be watching. Uh, the other bulls, you know, they're pushing pretty good scores. Uh, but, you know, these two are 46-point bulls. And uh, it's pretty impressive to keep putting those numbers up. So, And you, talk, you and I talked about off the air, like, it's a whole different aspect of just people think, oh, it's the riders, the riders. There's a whole different market, you know, business oh, yeah. with these bulls itself. Talk a little bit about the other aspect that we talk, you know, everyone seems to know, yeah, there's riders that they make their way up, but talk about the bulls. How is How do they get to this level? Yeah, so these bulls are essentially sort of like racehorses. Uh, they're considered athletes. They, uh, they're taken better care of probably than most people's pets. 
Um, you know, these bulls, these bulls are worth a lot of money. Some of the, the biggest bulls are worth a half million dollars. Um, but they have you know their own feed. They have people whose entire jobs is to take care of the bull and transport the bulls in different places. Um, you know, they I know you know stock contractors that do you know therapy with their bulls. They like and they, they have full you know full spectrum of care for their bulls, uh, and they're taken care of and they're valued. They're even drug tested. Um, they, to make sure that everybody's kind of on an even playing field with what's going into the bull, um, because the bull is a big variable. Uh, what the bull does can determine largely what the outcome of a ride is. Yeah. Um, but these bulls are they're, they're the best in the world, and they're two thousand pounds of pure athleticism and muscle, and they're smart. Yeah, you know, that's what made bulls like Bushwhacker so good. Was a lot of them, a lot of them get you know, develop their pattern, and you tend to know, okay, when this bull comes out of the chute, he'll jump twice and go left mm. or right. But there's a lot of bulls like Bushwhacker used to do where they can feel you. They're unpredictable. And when they felt you on their back in certain ways, they would move in a way they knew could get you off. Uh, so these bulls are smart. A lot smarter people get credit for. And, uh, you know, they're coming out gunning for money just like the riders are because those stock contractors make money off of the bulls doing well. Uh, so you got two athletes going at it. And one's got a whole lot more size on them than the other. And you talk about two athletes. I mean, it's... That's what the sport of it is. When you have a smart bull like that, uh, that's able to feel where the rider's positioned on them and try to buck them off in, in the way, the best way possible yeah. to get under that time limit, that's what makes the sport out of it. And I think, like you said, a lot of people come in thinking, oh, bull runs just a bunch of um, good old country boys just hopping on, and but it's really not. I mean, it yeah. takes a lot of skill, um, also a lot of preparation. When you talk about we talk about different sports and, and thinking of film-wise. Well, I guarantee you these guys are out there, you know, going through, well, this is this bull's routine when he comes out, oh, yeah. and I'm going to try. And so it, a lot more goes into this sport than a lot of people give credit for. Um, talked with uh, Mason Waddell, who's a big fisherman, earlier on an earlier episode. He said it's almost the same thing. Fishing, all these sports that are not mainstream, still requires a lot of, lot of skill. And you think about it, how do you get better at, per se, baseball? This is what one of the guys said on the show I had. How do you get better at baseball? You are going to continue to practice. If you want to get a better hitter, you got to keep hitting. Well, if you want to be a better bull rider, you got to, you know, be more well informed of this is the bull that I'm riding. What are his tendencies? You got to kind of know the lay of the land, where you are, and everything. And so it's going to take a huge thing, and it's a lot of preparation goes and stuff. And it's not just like you said, not a bunch of guys just out there, you know, shooting the breeze, having fun. It's actual skill and a lot of preparation that goes into it. And I think it's a lot of things that. Maybe the the crowd that is dedicated to the PBR knows that by the book, but people, viewers who are not into it, people that want to get into it need to understand this is a sport and it's taken seriously. And I think that's one of the, the beauty of things like this to get into a show about it informs people of. I mean, that's Absolutely. one of the things people are like, you know, oh, I didn't know that. And, you know, it's that's huge as well. As we get into the the last part here, and we as we do like a little final take, what do you think, you know, tonight through Sunday, it's going to be a fun weekend event up there in Las Vegas. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of good riders, a lot of good bulls. Who, let's give your top two. Who are your two guys that you feel like at the end of the, on Sunday are going to be the, the winner of this event? I, I've got 
So going into it, got to consider Katie Kipashenko, like you said earlier, does have the torn PCL and MCL. Um, it's going to affect his riding. He's still riding. He's the current world number one. Uh, but right behind him is Jose Vitor Leme. And I got to say, Leme is my, my pick to win, to be the world champion, uh, just because he's been riding real hot lately. He's number two. He doesn't have a whole lot of points to have to cover to, to edge out uh, Pacheco because uh, there's, there's 3,300 points up for grabs in this event. Um, and he, he could easily do it. Uh, so I've got him. I've got Leme winning the world championship and being the world champion. But for the event title and winning the event, uh, I gotta say, I, I'm gonna go with Chase Outlaw just because there's a lot of guys ahead of him in the rankings. But to mount a comeback like he's oh, yeah. mounted and, and to just try as hard as he has, I mean, his whole attitude has just been have fun and ride my bulls, and he's done it. And to cap off a year where you talk about first six months out with a shoulder, reconstructive yeah. surgery, then 30 facial fractures, and then come back and win in Las Vegas on the biggest stage. That, oh, yeah. It's got to give him a lot of momentum going into next season as well. 100%. I think that he he's going to try as hard as he can, and uh, like all the guys will, but I, I'm pretty sure that uh, you'll see Chase out while finishing up toward the top. Well, it's going to be a fun one, and uh, I'm excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be able to tune in all weekend long and I'm excited. So thanks for coming on once again. Thank you. Make sure to check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. He's on Twitter as well. If you want to give him a follow on Instagram as well, we'll be providing coverage all weekend long. It's going to be a fun one on CBS Sports. Thanks for tuning in once again, and make sure to stop by your local Moe's Original Barbecue and get yourself some wings. And uh, tune in. CBS Sports starts tonight around 7 o'clock. It's going to be a fun one.